If you want to have a good podcast title, then avoid these words. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Your podcast title might be the single most important text for your podcast. The best titles will clearly communicate your subject to potential audiences and stand out in relevant search engines. Yes, there are plenty of highly popular podcasts with less descriptive titles, like Serial. But they became successful despite their titles because they had a lot of good marketing. However, even a quick look through the current top charts in Apple Podcasts left me having to do very little guessing about the subjects of most of those top shows because of their mostly descriptive titles and relevant podcast cover art. Most of us podcasters don't have vast marketing budgets to compensate for bad titles, but there are some words I suggest avoiding in your podcast title. This will help you optimize for search, for uniqueness, for branding, for comprehension, and for usage. The following are only guidelines, not laws. So you can break these, but if you break them, break them intentionally, not accidentally, and break them with good reasons. And a good reason is not because it looks cool. Come up with better reasons than that. Follow along in the notes for this episode or share this episode with any other podcasters who would benefit from it. A tap or swipe away inside of your app or go to the audacity to podcast.com slash avoid words. Number one, ambiguous cuteness. It can be cute to replace words like two and four, that's T-O and F-O-R, with the numbers two and four. But that cuteness can cause confusion, especially if your current or potential audience will need to type the name of your podcast into a domain into their podcast app, into a social app, or anything like that. Or maybe you get cute with the spelling, like, oh, please help me here. What new wit you, which might be spelled W-U-T-N-U-W-W-I-T-U. Don't do that, please. Just don't do that. If you do cute things with your title, You might have to always clarify it, like saying, that's the number two, not T-O, not T-O-O, not T-W-O, but the number. Make sure you type the number, not spelling it out or anything like that. Or you might have to always spell it out if you have some cute title or you do something weird like that. And that just complicates your calls to action and makes it more difficult for your audience to take action. I'm not suggesting you avoid all forms of cuteness, although maybe you should consider it, but avoiding what would be ambiguous to a listener. If you do go with cuteness, try to get the other potential understandings of your titles as domains and social media IDs for the social media platforms that you actually promote. And those should be only the ones where you actually participate. And then point those misunderstandings or typo versions to the correct place. I see this often with websites where they register the often mistyped versions of the domains, for one thing, so that hackers and scammers can't get those mistyped versions, but also just to make it easier for people that if they accidentally misspell the domain, they still end up being redirected to the right place. And if you're worried about your cute title being used uncutely by someone else, then the best protection will come from claiming it as a trademark and registering that trademark where you can. So that's number one, ambiguous cuteness. Number two, easily misunderstood made-up words or mashups. 
Similar to being cute, it seems the dot-com era made it popular to make up new words or mash parts of words together, the latter of this actually being called a portmanteau. For example, I could mash up entrepreneur and father to get entree father or fatherpreneur. Or I could mash up investment with analytics and get investalytics. However, the key is to avoid easily misunderstood things. I actually think these mashups I just made up might be easy enough to understand. And made up words or mashups are much easier to trademark because of their distinctness. In fact, I have a pending trademark that leverages this same idea. Language changes, yes. And some portmanteaus are so popular that they've been defined in the dictionary, spell checks don't flag them, and most people wouldn't even have to wonder what you're talking about. For example, smog. We all know what smog is, right? That's a combination of the words smoke and fog, and that started way back in the 1800s. I think everyone knows what a brunch is, and a word like infotainment is inherently clear that it's combining information or info and entertainment. And of course, our very own word, podcast, is a portmanteau of the words iPod and broadcast. So it's not inherently bad to make up words or portmanteaus. It's only bad if it's easily misunderstood. For example, by fryer, that's B-U-Y, no space, F-R-Y-E-R. That could be a podcast about purchasing air fryers. That could also be easily misunderstood as by fryer, B-Y-F-R-I-A-R, a podcast critiquing the writings of a past friar, like Friar Tuck or something like that. Although he wasn't a past friar, he was a fictional friar. But even the word friar might be commonly misspelled as F-R-I instead of Y-E-R. Just like how woe, W-H-O-A, which is the correct spelling, is so commonly misspelled as W-O-A-H. And yet it delights my heart to see my spell checker still flag W-O-A-H as a misspelling. Please. Don't let the world take this one. Let's spell it correctly, please. It's W-H-O-A. Maybe that's a word you should avoid in your title altogether because people misspell it so commonly. When you have a title for your podcast, try speaking it to someone unfamiliar with your podcast to see if they properly understand what you're saying and can even correctly guess what your show is about. And If there is still potential confusion, either consider a different title or follow the same tip from number one to get the alternative versions for domains and social media IDs if you want to catch those misspellings. Number three, starting with the. I've seen many strong brands weakened with a simple, unnecessary the. For example, consider the hilarious conservative satire site with B in the title. That's B-E-E. Is it the Babylon Bee or Babylon Bee? Their own website isn't even consistent with it. The logo and social IDs have the at the beginning, but the website domain and copyright line exclude the. So which is it? The Babylon Bee or Babylon Bee? I'm a bit of a stickler for this. If an official title has a the, then I will speak that title no matter what. That's my own style choice, and you might have your own preference. For example, How would you refer to the Babylon Bee's website? Would you do it just the way that I said it, saying 
the Babylon Bee's website, capitalizing the T in the no matter where it appears in your sentence? Or would you say the, the Babylon Bee's website, where you have the listed twice, which would be technically accurate if you're including the the in their title? Or would you try verbal gymnastics to avoid that wording problem altogether? Which might actually be the better solution. Using a the seems to de-emphasize the rest of the title. In the same example with the Babylon Bee, it makes me think there are other kinds of bees besides spelling bees, as if it's a well-known genre of content or publishing style, and this is merely the Babylon one. Just like the Tire Museum. There are lots of other museums out there. This is the Tire one. It's the museum about tires. It's the Tire Museum. There are, however, some times when the is still good for clarity. I consider my own show title to be an example of this, The Audacity to Podcast. And side note, the reason why I pronounce it the instead of the in this case is because the next word starts with a vowel sound. So it's not the audacity to podcast, it's the audacity to podcast. That's a mostly English thing, I think, that's a general good guideline. And when I came up with that title, I debated the inclusion of the word the way back in 2010. Because I always wanted to emphasize audacity to mean guts, courage, boldness, and the like, I could not hear that as much if I titled it Audacity to Podcast. It really needs that the in there. Plus, you might have noticed that I've been emphasizing it stronger in how I say it here in the podcast as well. The Audacity to Podcast. See, I feel like that the in there just leads into it instead of audacity to podcast. The audacity. I also think of that Grinch movie where he's like, the audacity, the unmitigated goal. The the in there helps emphasize it more and it makes sense. It's not an unnecessary the, I think it's a necessary one. And starting with the might still be a good practice if your title must include the word podcast or show, like the Katie Smith show. And that leads into my next suggestion, which I'll get it to in just a moment. If you do have to start with a the in your title, please make sure you also get domains and branding without the starting the, which the Babylon Bee has done. If you type in thebabylonbee.com, it takes you to babylonbee.com. Do the same thing with your podcast. I've done that for mine. Try to do that for your own if you can. Number four, podcast or show. Now, let me address the potential elephant in the room since I brought up the title of my own show, The Audacity to Podcast. I'm using the word podcast as a verb in my show title. You could replace that word with any other verb and the title would still make sense. For example, The Audacity to Bake the audacity to invest, the audacity to read, or the audacity to think. You could also replace it with a verb phrase like the audacity to cook dinner, the audacity to drive cars, but replace podcast in my title with a noun like the audacity to movie or the audacity to carrot. And you'll see that the title doesn't make sense anymore, or it even sounds childish. Thus, if I used the Audacity to Podcast as a bigger brand name, my audio podcast could be accurately referred to as the The Audacity to Podcast podcast. And I've actually heard it called that before. Yeah, that's weird. Don't do that to yourself. But most of the time I see podcasters want to use the words podcast or show in their titles, 
their usage would be as a noun and probably unnecessary. On top of that, they're usually combining it with an unnecessary the at the beginning too. Consider this, for example, and I'm sure there's a podcast out there by this name. I'm not mocking them or anything. I just came up with this title on the fly. Which title sounds better as a brand, Impactful Living or The Impactful Living Show? I think the shorter, cleaner version sounds better. You could also imagine it in podcast openings like Welcome to Impactful Living versus Welcome to the Impactful Living Show. See, putting the title in there without the the and show, I think not only sounds like stronger branding, where yeah, of all of the shows out there, this is the impactful living one of all of those shows out there. You're instead just saying impactful living. And it also just sounds really cool with the title. Welcome to impactful living. Like I'm not only welcoming you to the title of the thing you're now listening to, but I'm also welcoming you to an idea, an existence. I did something very similar with a short run podcast that I did every day for a month a few years ago. I called it Inside the Podcasting Business. So I didn't say, welcome to the Inside the Podcasting Business show. I said, welcome inside the podcasting business as a little play on words because I was both welcoming you inside my podcast business as well as welcoming you to my podcast, which was called Inside the Podcasting Business. I suggest also considering your search engine optimization or SEO. Searching in podcast apps is still not the best experience at this time. While some apps might smartly search for and when you type ampersand and vice versa and even handle different forms of words like plural and singular and even some misspellings sometimes, the search engines can also be dumb sometimes. And things like starting with a the can sometimes break that too. However, I think it might be untrue when some people say that adding the word podcast makes your podcast suddenly less findable because it's now competing with all the other podcasts that have the word podcast in their titles too. At least that's my observation with some initial testing and even my own show in Apple Podcasts. It really depends on how the search is treating the word. Like with the Audacity to Podcast, when I type it into Apple Podcasts as the Audacity to Podcast, the full title, my podcast shows up as number one both on the initial search results screen and if I tap on show all. Now if I type in the Audacity 2, my podcast does still show up first in the initial search results screen, but if I then tap on show all, then my podcast is not first anymore. So it actually shows up first if I do put in the word podcast. But then what if I had a title where the word podcast was kind of unnecessary? Are you starting to see where the SEO part comes into play with this, where your audience might not remember to put in the word podcast? Now, like in my title, it makes sense. You wouldn't type in the audacity too, because I don't think anyone thinks my show is called the audacity too. They think of it as the audacity to podcast. But if you have something like the Katie Smith show or the Katie Smith podcast, they might just type in Katie Smith instead of Katie Smith show or Katie Smith podcast. With an even deeper technical aside, this is a difference between what are called and and or Boolean operators. Using the audacity to podcast as an example, the words the and to might be considered irrelevant or stop words by some search engines and thus not even used in the search. So that might leave audacity and podcast as the only search terms. Looking at the and and or Boolean operators, the and operator would show results that have both audacity and podcast in the title. 
and only those results that have both of them. But the OR operator would show results that have either Audacity or Podcast or both. So you'd end up with more results. You don't have to type these operators in most search engines anymore, but some search engines automatically use one or the other in their backend and how they handle the search query. A simple way to find out would be to see if adding more words gives you more results, and that would be the OR operator, where every time you add an additional word, it's bringing in even more results because of that additional word match. Or is it giving you fewer results when you add more words? And that's the AND operator, which is essentially a filter. You're now looking for all the podcasts that have this word and this word and this word, and therefore it would be a smaller search result. For example, the podcast index search currently shows 11 results for the Audacity 2, but only three results for the Audacity 2 podcast. And of those three, two of them are mine. So it's not a universal rule that adding the word podcast makes your show compete in the search results for all other podcasts with podcast in the title. That might be the case in some places, might not be the case in others. You just can't assume it. Nonetheless, it's usually an unnecessary word for your title, so it would be better to try to avoid it for your title altogether. Where it's good to break this rule is when the podcast is using a recognized name from a bigger brand. For example, if Microsoft started a podcast, it would be better to be called the Microsoft Podcast than simply Microsoft, because the brand is so much larger than the podcast. Or if Apple started a podcast about the iPhone, they could call it the iPhone Podcast. But even in this case, I would suggest a completely different name. Like for the Microsoft example, I would suggest instead of the Microsoft Podcast, something like Microsoft's Business Computing. or even move the brand name to the artist field, take it out of the title, so the title would simply be Business Computing, and then you'd see in the Artist tag that it says Microsoft. And the Artist tag is already searchable in all podcast apps I've tested. So if you were searching for Microsoft, a podcast, no matter what it's called, if it has Microsoft as the artist for that podcast, it would show up in the search results. And I I still think it's fine to use podcast or show to help you get a domain that fits your podcast title. For example, I hosted a fan podcast about Disney's TV show, Once Upon a Time. Little aside here, note that I didn't say the Once Upon a Time show. And we called our podcast simply ONCE. In all caps. That's the way we always refer to it. But we used the domain and social branding of ONCE podcast. Especially because ONCE show just didn't sound right. I really had to emphasize that those are two words, once show instead of once show. It just didn't come out right for us. And when I started those podcast episodes, I would always say, you're listening to once like that. I wouldn't say you're listening to once podcast or the once podcast. I just said, you're listening to once. And I felt that gave us a really strong brand to just say, this is our title. Here it is. Not the once podcast, but once. You're listening to once. It just sounded so much stronger and we were owning it as this is our title. So if you can, don't use the words podcast or show in your podcast title. Moving on to number five, publishing frequency, like daily, weekly, monthly, etc. This one is easy. If you add publishing frequency to your title, especially to the end, then you might be binding yourself to that frequency. If you ever want to change your publishing frequency, 
you would have to change titles. And if you ever skipped a normal publishing cycle, then the name has essentially become a lie. If you're the something daily and you don't publish daily for a week or something, then you're no longer daily. That's how it works. There seems to be a noteworthy difference between using the term at the end of the title versus anywhere else in the title. For example, daily Bible reading versus Bible reading daily. Maybe it's only me, but putting daily at the end of the title sounds more like it's a news broadcast reporting on something daily and publishing daily, while putting the frequency anywhere else sounds like it's helping to do that thing daily, even if the podcast isn't published daily. Another example of this could be improving your daily health. So I'm not saying that the frequency word itself is bad. It's really how you use it. And you might want to consider not using it at all if it's at the end of the title as your publishing frequency part of the title and not about what you talk about. Number six, obscenities. Apple Podcasts used to forbid obscenities in show and episode titles or descriptions, really any text in your RSS feed. But they've since removed that rule, except for podcast cover art, because their system can now automatically censor written obscenities. Nonetheless, I recommend avoiding them in your title because it will make it easier for other people to talk about your podcast and reduce some friction some people might have in creating content promoting your podcast or even following your podcast. I know this is slightly controversial, and I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't use obscenities in your podcast. That's up to you. I'm talking about in your title. Now, for example, you might have noticed that I never refer to Mark Maron's podcast by its name. You probably know the name of his podcast. I don't speak it. This is because I don't use profanity. And I consider even his show name's abbreviation to be obscene because nearly everyone knows what that abbreviation means anyway. So abbreviating it really isn't cleaning it up or making it family friendly. It's similar to if I censored the word podcast by removing the vowels like that you just heard. You still know I'm saying or writing podcast. So it wasn't really censored because you know exactly what I just said. And before you say having an obscene title hasn't hurt Mark Marin's show, well, consider that you really can't know that for sure. In fact, I wrote an article that I linked to in the notes for this episode. Go to the slash avoid words to get the link to that old article where I discuss why that whole it hasn't hurt them thinking is really invalid. You basically need a parallel universe to thoroughly test it. And consider this his show could very easily be even bigger under a different name. So you can't know that it hasn't hurt him. Just because he's successful doesn't mean he couldn't be more successful if he did something different. Also, I know of some people who will not listen to or recommend his show exactly because of its name, even if the content was the same. Plus, other podcast apps and directories might have different rules, especially in other countries. Even if your content contains obscenities, it might be prevented from being featured or included only because of the name or the cover art. I actually do this same thing when I feature podcasts. I won't feature anything with obscenities or profanity in the title or cover art. And back to Apple Podcasts, which does censor the text automatically under certain circumstances, they do not censor images. 
And so they have a specific rule that there must not be obscenities in images. If your podcast name uses obscenities, then you would have to censor your cover art in order to not get kicked out of Apple Podcasts. And then that's weakening your visual branding to not have your cover art accurately show your title and represent your title exactly. So I really suggest you consider not titling your podcast with any obscenities. Number seven, with your name. To clarify, I'm referring specifically to adding your name to the end of your title, like with John Smith, with Jane Doe, something like that. I'm not referring to building your show title around your personal brand, like the Joe Rogan Experience, the Mel Robbins Podcast, the Charlie Kirk Show, or Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Those are all built around their personal brands, and those are fine titles. Instead, I mean tacking on the with your name onto the end of your otherwise great show title when your name already appears in other places or should appear in other places. Several years ago, before Apple Podcasts, there was a glitch in iTunes, yes, that old app, that prevented podcasts from being found by their artist names. So if you searched for Daniel J. Lewis, the Audacity Podcast would not show up during that glitch. So back then, a popular podcast consultant advised everyone to put their names in their podcast titles so they could still be found. This would have meant renaming my show to The Audacity to Podcast with Daniel J. Lewis. But that was a temporary glitch. And it was a glitch. I think it lasted for maybe only a few weeks at most, Maybe it was even as little as one or two weeks. Unfortunately, though, that bad advice's damage was already done, and a wave of highly popular podcasts redundantly included the host names in the show titles. And this is unnecessary and redundant for several reasons. First, your podcast's artist text should already contain your name, and it's almost always displayed prominently with the title of your podcast. Title, author, right there, next to your cover art, below your cover art, something like that, in almost all the places out there. Second, every podcast app I've tested already searches the author or artist text, returning podcasts then with your name, even if your name is only in that author or artist text and not in the title. And third, Voice-based assistants from Apple, Google, Amazon, and other assistant tools will often speak or return both the title and author of podcasts when you ask for them. So Siri, for example, might respond, now playing the Audacity to Podcast with Daniel J. Lewis by Daniel J. Lewis. It's just redundant and therefore unnecessary. This is similar to when Apple started cracking down on keyword-stuffed podcast titles back in 2018, when it was no longer a good idea, because people abused it, to put in all of these keywords in your author tag or your title to try and be found for those keywords. The basic lesson from that, and I did a whole episode about this back in 2018, I have the link to it in the notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash avoid words, but the main takeaway from that is that text should go where it's supposed to go, not where it's not supposed to go. And podcast publishing tools have these multiple fields intended for specific content, and the content should not be repeated where it's not supposed to be. So, for example, the title field should have 
only the title. The author or artist field should have only the author or the artist names. The description should have only the description. Episode title should have only episode titles and not season numbers or episode numbers. And I've done an episode about that previously too. Link in the notes. And the copyright field should have only the copyright and so on. The whole purpose for having separate fields is to hold separate information and don't let the streams cross. I asked my podcast lawyer, Gordon Firemark, about trademarks. And by the way, I earn no commissions by referring his personalized legal services, but I do highly recommend him, even though I don't get paid for recommending him. He said that putting your name in an otherwise non-distinctive title, like Daily News with Jane Smith, does not make the title any more trademarkable because the title is still highly descriptive, not distinctive you're still describing the show is Daily News with Jane Smith. That's not a trademark. And so there could be Daily News with John Doe, Daily News with Jane Doe, Daily News with Daniel J. Lewis. Those are all not trademarkable, and they're not infringing on each other. But this does open up another possibility and a reason why you might want to put a with your name in the title in rare circumstances is when your title is so generic that there are many other podcasts with the same title or something extremely close. That's when it could be good to make your title a little bit different from the others by adding your name, like Daily News with Jane Smith, while there is also the Daily News with John Doe and the Daily News with Daniel J. Lewis and the Daily News with whoever else even though that can't be trademarked. This non-distinctiveness of the title allows other people to do the same thing using the same words, but adding their name to the title. And you can do this too, to add your name to that non-distinctive, descriptive, very generic title so you can help your audience be more confident they're picking the right podcast when they get to yours. Number eight, pod and cast. Please avoid the cliche of stabbing your podcast title with pod or cast. Your show doesn't need to be pod cooking or cooking cast. And come to think of it, other than Pedia from Encyclopedia, I couldn't think of any time the media or distribution format was chopped and stabbed into another word in the title. Can you imagine trying to make mashups with the word movie in titles of movies like Starmov Wars or Indiana Jones V? Or making portmanteaus with music and the latest music album titles. It doesn't happen. And if it did, it would look so weird. So why do we do that with the word podcast where we're adding pod and cast to all of these things? I think this meta cliche portmanteau practice is fine when you're making a product or service for podcasting. For example, Podmatch. Cast a pod, and they get two points there because they're using pod and cast, but they actually flip it around. Or pod decks. Cliches aren't always bad, but you should still try to avoid them like the plague. Number nine, emoji. <gasps> That's me imitating the sound that I imagine the emoji is making that I used for this point that you may or may not see in the notes for this episode when you look at it in your podcast app. But you can see the emoji over on the website at theaudacitypodcast.com slash avoid words. So emoji isn't actually a word that you're putting in the title, but it is something 
that you might try to put in your title anyway. And while emoji can be fun for your cover art or even your episode titles, maybe, avoid them in your podcast title. Some podcast apps still can't display emoji correctly. They might either omit the emoji altogether or they would replace each emoji with two question marks in the title. So if you have two emoji next to each other, then you would get four question marks. And those question marks can cause some very unintended and unwanted meanings depending on the title of your podcast. Any place that generates a URL for your podcast might also have problems or make it a really messy URL in order to properly encode the Unicode characters necessary to display an emoji. If you use emoji in your title, you might have to always remind your audience to not type the emoji as part of your domain or social network IDs. Nonetheless, your audience might try to search for your podcast with the emoji anyway, and how would someone even be sure they're using the correct emoji? The emoji I used for this point is called open mouth. I was searching for it as the wow emoji because on Facebook you have the option currently to react to different posts with more than just simply liking something. You can have a heart, a hugging emoji, and there's this one emoji where it's an open mouth and it looks like a person saying, wow. That could be like, wow, or wow. And maybe those two inflections mean different things to you. So avoid emoji in your podcast title. Number 10, hashtags. Hashtags are where there's a word or a phrase with no spaces and a pound sign at the beginning of it. These trigger certain behaviors in some social apps, like you click on that and it brings up search results for any other post that contains that same hashtag. Or in special places, they might even add a hash flag, which is where there is an automatic emoji that displays along with the hashtag, like Apple does this for some of their events, or you might see this for particular sports events too. So whenever you put that particular official hashtag there, this cute little emoji comes along with it automatically. But they're really pointless in your podcast titles and descriptions. They do nothing for your SEO and they will look weird but not as weird as emoji. The only place hashtags are currently of any use is when you post a message on social networks like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Mastodon, and even YouTube descriptions, but not YouTube titles. And in each of these places, I was specific to say it's about when you post a message, not even when you're posting a link. So you might see in some of these places when you share a link that it then embeds part of that link into your message post. So you can see a preview of the image, maybe a preview of the title and a preview of an excerpt of some sort. But if there are hashtags in that preview or embed, that still does nothing for that actual post. The hashtags only matter in the message that you're posting on those social networks. And each of these is a place where you would post about your podcast not your full podcast content itself. So while it is good to hashtag the appropriate keywords from your title or description or however you're promoting your latest episode or your podcast in the messages you post on social networks, don't put the hashtags in your podcast title. A good exception to this is when your podcast is about something known by its hashtag. 
and it's primarily known by that hashtag. For example, while Podcast Movement 2022 had its own official hashtag, and that was hashtag PM22, capitalization didn't matter, but I always capitalize it anyway because it's an abbreviation, that podcasting conference was not primarily known by that hashtag. But titling a podcast, and this is the only example I can think of that's a really good example of something known by its hashtag. So if you title a podcast, hashtag Me Too Survivors, where it's just the hashtag is Me Too, no spaces in there, M-E-T-O-O, that would be instantly recognizable because it was known as the hashtag Me Too movement. And thus, this would be a good reason to use a hashtag in the title. It was known by that and known primarily by that. People would even say hashtag me too. But other things like podcast movement, even sometimes when we abbreviate talking about podcast movement to each other, we might say at PM22, we don't say at hashtag PM22. But don't start hashtagging keywords in your title merely because you think it will help your SEO. It won't. And lastly, number 11, words that aren't your actual podcast title. I hope this is obvious by now. Your podcast title should be only your podcast title. It shouldn't be a tagline or a list of keywords and attempts to manipulate your search engine optimization. It should just be your title. Adding keywords to a podcast title was very popular before 2018. And even I had recommended adding keyword optimized taglines to your title and author tag. Not merely a list of keywords, but a tagline that maybe had one or two of those relevant, most important keywords for your podcast. For example, the Audacity to Podcast full title back then was the Audacity to Podcast dash how to launch and improve your podcast. And my author text was also using a keyword friendly tagline, and it was Daniel J. Lewis, comma, podcasting industry expert and how to podcast teacher. See, I was getting in there podcasting and how to podcast. This was an effective SEO trick back then, but some people caught on and then abused the system with titles that would look like this. And this is not an actual title, but it is an accurate representation of many of the titles I remember seeing back then. My awesome podcast, dash, entrepreneurship, marketing, passive income, relationships, Bitcoin, business, SEO, and vanilla cream soda. Now that simulated title was 127 characters long. But I've seen some that were longer than 250 characters, and only the first 20 or so characters were the actual title. The rest was spam. Apple cracked down on this keyword spamming in 2018, and I shared some observations and testing around it because I let my podcast get kicked out of Apple Podcasts. I wanted to experience what that was like. I wanted to see what triggered it to happen, and it was as I predicted. It was when my podcast made it into the top 200 of a chart that that's when it triggered, and right then is when it got kicked out. And I wanted to see what the experience was like interacting with Apple and what they said I needed to do and what was acceptable. So I let myself get kicked out, even though I knew by that time that I was stretching the rules and I would get punished for it at some point but I did that for science. And I share those observations in my past episode about that. And I have that link in the notes for this episode at the audacity to podcast.com slash avoid words. Now, since 2018, when a lot of podcasters realized 
they have to clean up their titles. Now, some podcasters do still do it, yes, but they are not even in the top charts. You might see it here and there, and you can certainly report that or reach out to the podcasters to point out to them that that's bad practice now. But now that most of the popular podcasts are no longer keyword stuffing their titles, I think it's actually quite nice to see concise titles that are only titles. Brilliant! There are some exceptions where you can include a short sort of expansion of the title. For example, Apple did allow our podcast about Once Upon a Time, the TV show, to remain under the title Once hyphen Once Upon a Time podcast. So that helped us because we could still be found if someone was searching for Once Upon a Time, and it did expand on our very short title kind of explained the title, but it's more just expanding on it. And you can find some other, even high-ranking podcasts with similarly formatted titles. But if your title has to be explained or expanded, then it might not be a good title after all. So these 11 things to avoid in your podcast title are number one, ambiguous cuteness. Number two, easily misunderstood made-up words or mashups. Number three, starting with the. Number four, podcast or show. Number five, publishing frequency like daily, weekly, monthly, and such, especially near the end of your title. Number six, obscenities. Number seven, with your name. Number eight, pod and cast. Number nine, emoji. Number 10, hashtags. And number 11, words that aren't your actual podcast title. If you're in this place of starting a podcast, or maybe you have a podcast that uses some of these words you should avoid, and you're trying to come up with a better title, I would love to help you with that. I am now available again for one-on-one personal consulting, where you get to sit down with just me and just you, and we can work through these issues to help you come up with a better title or to help you figure out something else that you're facing in podcasting, whether it's a technical issue, a conceptual issue, you need some inspiration, some motivation, a good kick in the pants to launch your podcast, or you're trying to work some things out. If you'd like to hire me for some one-on-one consulting, then please click on the link in the notes, or you can get that easily from the menu at theaudacitytopodcast.com. Now, if this episode has been helpful to you, or you think it might be helpful and inspirational to anyone else, I'd love it if you would share it. And if you have some things to add to this, then please comment on the website as well. And I know there might be some disagreement too, and I welcome that. If you have some other suggestions of things that don't make for good titles, feel free to share them. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash avoid words. That's also where you can go to share this episode out, get any of the links that I mentioned in this episode, and review the notes. Or maybe you can review them and share them with a simple tap or swipe away inside of your podcast app. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go start and grow your own podcast with a great title for passion and profit. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the AudacityToPodcast.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>